This is a Soul Fire production. Motherfuckers. Kelly. You're a special kind of human, you know that? I am very special. That's what they've told me my whole life. <laughs> your, your mood today has been really interesting. It's been very up and down. <laughs> it's down. It's lots of down. Just more up in like weird ways. Well, I listened to that Smell Your Dick song, so now I'm ready to go. It got Can me hyped. I smell your dick? Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, I guess. It sounded like that. <laughs> That's exactly how it went. What if you came home one time and I was like, hey babe, can I smell your dick? No, I don't think I would say, I think I would say that's weird and please don't. I don't think I would ever ask to smell your dick. I think, I don't know, maybe weird. Sometimes it's even just weird going down on you. When, like if you haven't showered, it's a little, I don't know. When, have, when does Girls, that ever happen? Someone please message me your fears around this as well. <laughs> it's a real thing that we have. I'm also just playing with my hair. I'm not really sure what I'm doing. It's like my, my nervous playing. You know why I'm nervous? What's up? Is because we're going to talk about Bumble dating today. Bumble I, dating? I have like a lot of Is that of also why you're not talking loud enough? I'm sorry. <laughs> Producer Every Connor. time Kelly gets, Kelly gets like, I don't know, I'm going to this. I'm just going to whisper it to you. <laughs> this is how I podcast now. It's ASMR. My, my nervous, sexy voice. Kelly did it ASMR. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, so I'm already sweating. Use your so big girl voice. Happening. Yeah, you are nervous about it. Bumble. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about some really fucked up stuff that's happening with monkeys. So mm. this is an interesting show for everybody. Yeah, this is this, this is uh, like my mood today all over the place. Yeah, we also but very informative. Yeah, I also just want to say something really quick. Um, thanks to you guys for hanging with us while we are biweekly right now. Are we really? Yeah, we're bi-weekly. We've been bi-weekly for a couple months. I don't even know how often we, we could have, we could be doing three shows a week and I wouldn't know. I, I just know. sit down here when you tell me to talk and I just, <laughs> I just open my, record, open my fucking Say mouth. some dumb shit. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's just a lot happening. Obviously COVID threw things off and then we had so much other stuff going on and then you launched Connor Wanders and Soulfire has been amazing and uh, very busy and I have some stuff going on in my personal life. So, you know, I think this is, um, this is just a way we're honoring ourselves and and not doing this every single week. And I am just super grateful because I feel like our community is so incredible in the way they show up for us. And yeah, so I just rad. wanted to be honest about what was happening a little bit behind the scenes. And we'll get more into detail about that when I'm ready to talk. Okay. Okay. I respect that. Thank you, sir. And honor that. Oh, do you honor the divine within me? I honor the divinity oh. that is exuding from your face. <laughs> the face that you tried to hit with a dog toy with a tennis ball earlier yeah we got this kelly bought this oh, dog gun fuck. as if i wasn't gonna shoot her with it constantly so i've shot her i shot her in the tit yesterday it was very funny luckily i protected them first you warned me which i was shocked by I, it's called it's, called, it's called respect kelly respect because i was honoring the divinity within you oh, okay and i want you to be able to protect it oh hey sav was telling me so sav is my trainer everybody at platform here and she's one of our dear friends but she went to a birthday party last night okay and it was at a bow dodgeball place oh yeah 
We are doing that. Yeah, I'm in. She said it was the best thing ever. Sign me up. So we just need to get a group of like eight people together. I'm going to go full on Katniss. She said it's the coolest thing. And they just have giant balls at the end of the um, arrow. arrow. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that. Like the one that we bought those kids at one time. Yeah. 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 Great stuff. Um, So before we get into the show that is making me sweat already, I wanted to tell everyone about the program that I am doing. So I just launched two group programs um, for 10 women in each of them. and. I really wanted to be able to help more people. And so I've opened this up so that more people can have access to the incredible work that we're doing within the group. So it is called Her Truth. And this is really a program for women who are looking to get really clear and honest with themselves and get rid of all of the noise and the expectations and societal standards and stories that you've been telling yourself or that other people have been telling you your whole life so that you can really live into your purpose and find what you want and find freedom and play and connection with your body and your sexuality. And it has been amazing to watch the women in the program expand and get curious in ways they never have because they have the permission of this group of the container to do so. And they have that support. Yeah. And I also want to let everybody know that Kelly did not use any monkey slaves while, while creating this course. (laughs) That was unnecessary. Um, so We are opening this up. The only thing that you are not getting as a part of this course that I'm doing with my small groups is the live women's circle that I'm hosting on Zoom. But you get a journal that has curated prompts for you. Um, And this goes over four months. So every month you're getting guided audio lessons and um, like a meditation self-pleasure audio as well. And it's just, I don't know, it makes me feel so good as I'm recording and as I'm sitting with these women. And I think it's a really accessible and open place for people to do their work. So, so is this the evergreen program that you can do at any time at your own pace? Okay. Got it. Thank you for clearing that up. Coach Connor. I clear things up. That's what I do. That's actually my job. (laughs) As odd as that may seem. If you go to kellytenant.com slash her dash truth, you can check that out. And if you have any questions, of course, as always, feel free to message me. Do All it. right. So do you want to talk about monkeys or Bumble first? Yeah, so here's the thing. I, I found, I heard about this. I heard the, the, the rumors of the monkey slaves picking coconuts. And um, I was like, okay, this is weird. So I told Kelly, Kelly ended up doing the research because I research things that are um, different than monkey slaves. But this is really interesting. And I was like, what? Well, hang on. I heard it when I, when you first hear something like this, you're like, this is a tabloid, weird tabloid, like headline. But Come to find out that monkeys can pick a thousand coconuts in a day and people can only pick around 80, which if you think about it, it makes sense. They can climb in the trees and cruise around and pull, pull coconuts off. But, um, I'm What did you find? What did you find Kelly in this, okay. in this monkey slave slavering? So there is slavery and brutality and animal cruelty when it comes to them using the monkeys, mostly in Thailand to pick coconuts. They're harvesting. They're being chained, taken from their mothers and forced to harvest up to a thousand coconuts a day. And this is all for coconut water and coconut milk. So PETA has identified 13 plantations where monkeys were forced to pick coconuts. Um, They're all at farms in Southern Thailand. And they're also, when they're not picking coconuts, they are performing. So they're like circus performers away from this. So there's no fun. There's no play for the monkeys. They're literally chained and forced to do this work. 
And it is honestly disturbing. And the interesting thing is when you brought this up to me, I was like, fuck, this is just now happening or coming out. This came out years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. I found articles from like 2014, 2015, identifying all of this stuff. Um, this one came out, I don't know, yesterday, a couple of days ago. Um, but yeah, this has been going on for so long and people have known about it because because the world is in such a shift right now, though, I feel like they're paying attention to this stuff more. Yeah. They're just kind of riding the cultural wave here. Yeah. Okay. So there's pictures. It's horrible. I mean, we'll link the, the articles in the show notes, but they're taught from the time they're born to shimmy up these hundred foot high coconut trees. They're always chained so that they can control them. Um, and these people basically just watch them do it. You can see horrible pictures of them um, just being like held down and brutalized and Oh, Roy D is the main producer of the coconut milk. Um, that's the main like manufacturer that they are serving. Um, I don't know. It's just like, it's really sad. It's really disturbing. And this goes to, to show we don't always know where our food is coming from and asking more questions and doing more research before you buy things. I think we all just kind of assume everything is kosher. You know, we we're on the, the grass fed um, free range non what is it? Not, not farmed, but, um, what for fish? Oh, uh, wild, dog. wild. Thank you. Couldn't think of that word, uh, wild fish, but other things we just don't look at. I mean, I never would have thought that they would be using monkeys as slaves to make me coconut milk. Yeah. That just seems so bizarre, but of course it's also seems natural because these people can't climb up these trees and get as much done. And when you're working in a country like Thailand, like, it's important to produce so that you can make money to take care of your family. It's like a really yeah. hard situation. Well, that's the thing too, is like, if it wasn't Thailand, so say if we had like, if we had coconut um, plantations here or whatever you wouldn't call it, like coconut, coconut crops here, since the United States is like on the, it's technologically pretty advanced. There would be some other way that was actually more efficient than monkeys, right? There would be like, when they pick apples, they have like a, a machine that wraps around the apple tree and shakes it oh, and the I apples fall into a basket type of thing. So like that would, it would probably be something similar. We wouldn't have, it wouldn't require people, but if you go to Thailand, that's definitely the move. Like that's, you know, it's people doing manual labor. We don't think about that. Same thing happens with, with palm oil, right? Like they deforest the rainforest to grow palm because we need palm oil as an alternative oil for whatever. It's like, but I always think about this. This is, this is similar to poaching with me. Like I, you hear about like uh rhinos getting poached and elephants getting poached for rhino horn and ivory. And the funny thing is I, I, I don't, like the actual people that trank or shoot the animal, I have less disdain for like the actual poacher than the people that are buying the shit. Like those oh, people yeah. are poor. They're, they're making, and, and think about this, right? If you just put it in perspective, like a, say, say uh, a, an ivory tusk, like a pair of ivory uh, elephant tusks is, you know, you can buy those for $30,000. The person who actually trank, tranquilized or shot that elephant probably got paid 200 bucks. Like, that's it. Wow. And it was, it wasn't like, um, it's not like that's the person taking it to market and selling it. Like somebody's hiring that person, like that person's down the line. It's similar to drugs, right? The person dealing the drugs isn't the person making the drugs very usually unless you're talking about meth, but even then it kind of goes down a chain of command there. So it's like the one, the person doing this, like the person, even that's like, you know, the slaveholder of monkeys, it's like, well, that guy's just got to survive. And he probably doesn't, you know, you, you can, you can compromise your morals any way you need to, to survive. And so the thing about this is like, this is where libertarianism and like, the, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole, but like, this is where regulations come into play, right? Like 
you got to regulate business and you got to do it since we're a mass consumer as a country. We got to be on top of where this shit's going, you exactly. know. And there's not much we can do about what goes on in Thailand. Like this, a similar thing happens with elephants that are get they get trained to like ride and do things. If you ever see a wild elephant, is nothing to be fucked with. Mm-mm. Wild elephant will kill you and not think twice about it, just for like being in the wrong place at the wrong time. So it's weird. I hate this. This is just it's disgusting. But I want the reason I wanted to talk about it too is just to put this out there because this is people need to know. It's sad and it's like as someone who like. It's weird. I have such a respect for animals and I like to hunt. And, and we talk about that on this podcast. Like I have no qualms with that. Like it, there is like this little moral dilemma there, but I would never want to see animals being treated, especially an animal like that. That's so close to human. Also, like you can empathize with a monkey. Yeah. And when you go to hunt, not that you do sacred hunting, I won't take it that far. Um, but you really are intentional about where you hit the animal, making sure that they're not suffering. And it's not like this long drawn out thing so that you don't lose them. There's, so many precautions you take to be so respectful. I mean, you've cried when you've killed an animal. You're, you sit in so much gratitude for them. So I think that there's a different way at which you go about it. Yeah. But even then I wouldn't want to see like an elk being even like domesticated elk kind of freaking yeah, out or no, like being used sure. in a zoo or like this, that, that stuff trips me out. It's like this weird just juxtaposition where it's especially primates like monkeys or, um, or predator animals. Like when I was in Peru, I saw a jaguar in like this little like 15 by 15 cage. And I was like, I want to rip the door off of this fucking thing. Like if I die in the, in the, in the process, like that's fine. But this is like, this is super fucked up. And there's something about when you see that, like we don't, we're so disconnected from all this shit. Mm-hmm. We're so disconnected from it. Like you don't see, we don't see this. We don't see where any of our food comes from. That's one of the greatest things about hunting is like, is it hard? And I mean, physically hard and emotionally hard. Sometimes it gets less emotionally hard as time goes on. Cause you kind of know what to expect, but at least I know where my food's coming from. And it's like, well, okay, so coconut milk and coconut water are vegan. Is there, are there, what's better, right? Like mm-hmm. that's, are animals being harmed in the production of your food? I mean, people think about that with soy and stuff too. It's like, well, how much room does a soy field take up? How much, what, what do you think was there before a soy field? A bunch of animals living in, even if it was like grasslands, like there's more there for them to, uh, that was an ecosystem that is now a soy field. Mm-hmm. So if you think that you're not harming animals by being vegan, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's interesting. I've never thought of that. And yeah. Even that. And if you think about like, um, harvesting things like that, harvesting wheat and stuff that goes into, like, you think just, I mean, I'm just, I'm kind of picking on vegans and vegetarians here, but it's like, you know what happens when like they're that time of year when they're harvesting, there's a lot of baby deer fawns and they don't really know what to do. So if a, if a, if a harvester comes through the field and there's a fawn in there, like that happens all the time, really all the time. So it's like th- this, this like massive shift of like just agriculture in itself is damaging to the, to the biology, damaging to the ecosystem. And it's so funny to have this situation where it's like, if vegans are mad at hunters or whatever it is, this whole, like that whole thing, which gets weird about even eating meat. And it's like, dude, you're doing as much, if not more damage. And then think about all the runoff that happens from agriculture or from a uh, farming that goes into rivers. Boom. Another ecosystem decimated, but that happens all the time. So it's really, I think it's really important. And again, at least I know if I go shoot an elk or a deer or whatever, it's like that deer was born out here. It died out here. And that's, that's the end of the story. Like it, hopefully it lived the majority of the life it would have lived anyways. And then we go on with our day. There's not any like downstream negative effects from that happening. And to see this, like this is to me, this is like worse than death in a way. Like you're taking this animal's life away. And I mean, it's, it's fucking slavery. It absolutely is. I mean, well, if you, maybe you can't say that cause it's animals, but it's weird, man. And I don't know. Well, and they talk about how they suffer loneliness and depression 
They grieve for their lost companions. And when they're not picking, they pace back and forth as far as their chains stretch and that their life expectancy is just 15 years compared to 36 years when they live in the wild. I it's mean, the I just th- it's the same it's thing just, as orcas. Yeah. Orcas. And then um, they had this happen. Actually, let's, let's bring up Joe exotic, right from, <laughs> no, but he remember he had those two monkeys and he uh-huh. had them in cages next to each other. Mm-hmm. And then when they took them away from him and put them in the monkey sanctuary, they were like hugging and playing and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was having a hard time as weird as that guy was. That he kept those them apart for so long, like he should have done that. And he like you know he was like having that was right before he got arrested. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Like, there's not this. Animals are so social, and that's one thing that's cool about being out there and seeing them is like they're so social and they're so playful. And to have them, like we're the we're the only animal that thinks we need to fucking work all the time. Like that's a that's a construct of humanity. That's not a construct of the animal kingdom. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just it's a weird. And even relationship with life and death, I feel is different and, and relationship to pain and, and struggle is just a different, it's just a different thing. I don't know. It, I can go down the rabbit hole here, but this really upsets me. Yeah, I agree. It was slash pisses me off. Yeah. It was really sad to read about, but I think, you know, again, it just speaks to, we all need to do a better job of asking questions and doing research and being aware. And that's why you felt called to share this with everyone. Cause I'm sure most of the people that listen to this show probably drink coconut milk. I mean, I have a coconut milk chai every single morning almost, Yeah, you know, where's that coming from? And just being more critical about what we're putting into and onto our bodies and where it's being sourced from. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, before we get into the next segment, I want to take a moment to talk about today's sponsors. We are huge fans of CBD in this house and Ned has become one of our favorite companies hands down that we've ever worked with and had a chance to experience their products. And I think for me, I'm really about integrity of plants and the way things are processed before we're putting them in our bodies. And as someone who dealt with chronic illness for so long, knowing that the extraction process, the, um, the gentle and slow cold extraction, the fact that they're infusing everything with uh, amazing affirmations and good energy and everything is clean and there's nothing synthetic involved. Like that stuff for me is so important because if there's anything flavor wise or synthetic in something, I'll get an immediate headache and I know it's going to cause inflammation, systemic inflammation. And Ned has done such a beautiful job of just being really transparent about everything they're doing with their products. Absolutely. Yeah. I like their stuff a lot. And it's speaking of just knowing where things are sourced, exactly. right? And consuming high quality products. Like if you're going to do, and, and that's the thing too, CBD is so trendy right now. You got to know that like people are going to take advantage of that, right? <laughs> just like when coconut milk got trendy, like exactly. they're take advantage of that. Not that there's monkey slaves working on CBD farms, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's really nice to know that they're so transparent about their process. Like that to me, it just like speaks volumes about the kind of company that they are. Yeah. And so we both, um, are taking all like their whole line every single day, but I've been using the natural cycles collection that really helps with my hormonal balance, but they also just have, um, a limited release immunity blend with botanicals, herbs, and fungi, and really bring in traditional medicine, old ways of healing and infuse that into the products. And so we're really excited to be able to share that with you all as well. So if you guys want to have your own experience with Ned, we would love for you to go to helloned.com slash babe. You'll get 15%
off your first order and free shipping. You can also get 20% off of a subscription now, Connor. Oh, so you can get it delivered to you every month. That's news to me. And you'll have 20% off. That's so much easier because I always forget to buy that stuff. I know. Subscriptions are the jam. They are the jam. So go to helloned.com slash babe for 15% off your first order and free shipping or 20% off your subscription. All right, babe, why don't you tell everyone about Let's Get Checked? Uh, What you do is you take this, you take your finger, this, your, your uh, what is this? Your ring, ring finger? finger and you prick it and it goes drip drip and the blood comes out and you put it in this little tube and then you send it back and then two to five days all of your hormone results or vitamin d results or cortisol results or covid results are back to you so you have all you have the scoop so let's get checked is a really cool a really cool platform here's the thing i used to um i used to dabble in uh i don't know i guess you would call them anabolic steroids Listen, I was strong. I was jacked. I was thick as fuck. That's a thick bitch. I know. I kind of miss it. And it was really important for me because I didn't want to fuck myself up. I was like, I got to keep on top of my, on top of my blood work. So every uh, month, month or two months at the most, I was getting blood work done. So to say that I'm like <laughs> experienced in getting blood drawn and getting hormone tests, um, that would be, it would be uh, an understatement, an understatement, man. I, words I feel are like you and today. I are really struggling with words. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I mean, you're really good at this word. Yeah. Thing. Um, no, but so one thing when they, whenever let's get checked, reached out to sponsor the show, I was like, okay, let me check this out. The biggest thing, the biggest thing is that there's no surprise billing. Cause here's what, when you normally go get a blood draw of your, if your, um, if your doctor can recommend it for you, you're going to go, you're going to pay your copay. And then the insurance company is going to decide what they cover, what they don't cover. And then you're going to get a surprise bill for like, I used to get bills for $700 and I would call, I have to like call them. It was this huge process. And I'm like, this is absolutely, somebody's got to do a better job than this. And then along comes, let's get checked. I think the hormone panel that I did was 180 bucks, which is super affordable and so fast, so easy. I mean, literally the hardest thing you have to do is prick your finger and put blood in the thing. Yeah. But that's not even close to going to the, to the clinic and getting a needle and doing the thing and then waiting for God knows how long to get your results for somebody to call you. It's like, dude, it's 2020 motherfuckers. Like get this shit together. So all, and all your results are online. So you get an email that says, Hey, your results are done. And there's so many things that you can look at. Like I said, cortisol, hormone panels, um, vitamin D. And then the COVID test is actually a, a nasal swab and it doesn't have to go. I just looked at the diagram I today. Say, I didn't know that. It doesn't have to go all the way back. Like the one that oh. they do at the, uh, at the doctor's office. So you just get deep in your nose, in your actual nasal cavity, and uh, you send that back. So why don't you tell them about the offer here? Yeah. So just as an aside, this um, discount does not apply to the COVID test because they are actually doing that at cost. So they're not making any money on that, but they're one of the first companies to create a COVID test that was approved. So they wanted to make sure that was available to everyone, just like all of their other stuff. So if you go to trylgc.com slash babe, you'll get 20% off whatever you order. And again, this is super simple and we love what they've done. The process is really easy and um, you know, this is for anyone. So I think we need to do our COVID test now. Yeah, we definitely need to do it. And I was just thinking if you have like, I know the, one of the big things people are talking about and I've almost brought this up on Connor Wanders a couple of times is uh, taking your kids back to school. Like yeah. I think so many, and I've heard a lot of things about COVID testing. I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole there either, but like, our friend was telling us at dinner the other night, and this is somebody very reputable, that some people went and stayed, stood in line for a COVID test, didn't get the test, and then got met because they had already signed in, got messaged they had positive results. Yeah. So, like, you never, there's so many people going to these, like, 
curbside or whatever, like drive up things like it, things just can get contaminated. Things can go wrong. If you're doing, I think you, I really feel like you have more control if you do it at home and if you've got kids, like making sure they're getting tested when they're going back to school and that you're taking some responsibility for that. And definitely, even though you don't get the discount code, uh, it really helps us out if you use our code. The link is in the show notes to get to grab those. Yes, absolutely. All right. Now let's talk about uh, swiping right and left <sighs> up in this bitch. Okay, why don't you tell everyone why and how we got to this point of being on Bumble together? Um, well, we're not really on. I mean, our photos are on there. I'm not really on Bumble. Okay. Um, so how did we get here? I don't even know. I just brought it up. Yeah. I was like, yo, we should make a Bumble. Well, Kelly's, okay, I love Bumble. I've loved Bumble for the long time, longest time. I, I remember the first time somebody introduced me to Tinder and I was like, this is weird. And then like maybe six months, a year later, I got on Bumble and I'm like, this is way better. This is way better. This is like just higher quality people. I like to say that Tinder is the uh, Tinder is the uh, Walmart of dating apps, and Bumble is more like the Target of dating apps. So um, I've always dug it. I've had a really good experience, met really great people, and I met a lot of people on there that I like would go on a date with, and then we'd like become friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have like friends that I'll see. I don't even know if you know this or not, but I'm, I'll think back and I'm like, oh yeah, I met that person on Bumble. <laughs> oh, I mean, no. I mean, I know you have friends that you've met on Bumble. I don't really care, yeah. but. Well, I know that, but it's like, it's like, that was, I'm like, that was like four years ago. Yeah. Um, so I always dug it and I thought it was fun. And then, and then I liked that the women have to reach out first. Um, but since we're actually registered as a female on the app, cause yeah. they don't have like a couple option, um, we can reach out first, which is yeah. new to me. But, um, I would just, I, was, I thought it'd be fun because we were bringing other people into a relationship, which if you're listening to this show, you already know that. And, but we had to know them and there was like all this stuff, like, there was so many barriers to entry. That's like, why don't we just like, if you, cause you were always really like pro somebody we don't have to ever talk to again. Yeah. And even though it was not what happened at all, the first like handful of times, yeah. um, I was like, well, the only way we're really going to do that is with Bumble because then people know what they're getting themselves into from the jump. And it weeds out a lot of people and we can just like have fun with it. And it would just be, I thought it would just be fun. That's how, that's how I suggested it, which you were not super keen to at first. No, I mean, look, Again, anyone who listens to this show know that this has been. I love how you just like fully turned your body towards me to listen to what I'm about oh, to my say. Next, You're I, so I, have cute. It, I slept weird last night. I had to turn oh, my whole body. I'm sorry, baby. Um, <laughs> I'll be fine. <laughs> so this has been a process for me, and every time there's like a new dynamic or idea brought up, I need time to process it because my initial reaction is, "Oh hell, fucking no," because it's so outside of my realm of possibility. And I'm super judgmental of it. And my immediate reaction to anything like that has always my whole life been, no, I can't do that. That's not for me. And it's such from fear. And so when you brought that up, I was just like, this is such a bad idea. I brought it up like way back when we very first started talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, this is a great, this is a big, great idea. And you were like, hard no, hard no. And so then we like (laughs) dropped it like fully off the table and then brought it up again And here's the thing about us that people probably have realized too, is we have some of our best conversations when we're high and when we're just like sort of relaxed and just on the couch having high chats late at night. And it's super fun. And I think we do a lot of great work together during that time because our guards are down and we're playful and we can talk about things that maybe are uncomfortable or are new. And I'm definitely more willing in that situation to consider something. and. So we brought it to the table and I was like, okay, like we had had a few experiences with people already, not on Bumble, but in general. 
And so I realized that that was a good dynamic for us. And I thought, okay, like we have this trust, we have the foundation, we're having good conversations. I'm willing to do this. And so we created the account together and, um, you know, it's a picture of us, but it's my name and I'm the one that does almost all of the conversing and reaching out. And that feels good for me because, you know, I think one of my fears as I've shared before, is that you're going to leave me, like you're going to talk to someone and create like a separate intimate relationship. And then you're going to choose them. And that's outside it. of my secret family now. Yeah. <laughs> outside of that damn family. And, um, Oh, I need to go back to Nebraska soon and see them. Oh my God. And, um, and so I really, I'm still in a place and less now, but I have been in a place where I really need to feel some semblance of control over the conversations and the communication that's happening that I'm not but if I'm not a part of it, I just get really anxious and uncomfortable and very insecure and jealous and every other thing I could think of. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, if I can be the one having the conversations and doing the back and forth, and even though like I show you the messages, it's not like I'm doing anything behind your back, um, but really being the one to sort of lead there, then I feel good about it. And yeah, so we've talked to a few people um, and we ended up hanging out with one of them. So I did one thing behind your back, but only because I knew you would like it. So um, there was a girl on there that we, we both liked and we thought she was like super cool and chill and someone we would be friends with, which was really nice. It was like, Oh, we could totally just hang out with her like a normal person that we're not trying to hook up with if we don't want to do that. And so I wanted to surprise you. And so I went and I met her without you and I took the dogs and we went on a walk together and she was so sweet and just like so cool. And I was like, oh, this is so nice. Um, and I was really nervous leading up to it because I was like, you know, this girl knows what she's walking into. She knows this is a couple. She knows that this is a threesome situation. She like knows all these things already. We talked about it on the app. And so to like go meet somebody to talk about this in person and talk about boundaries and like what people want and what, how this works is really overwhelming. Not to mention she had never done this before. And so it was just like, it was a lot of things. Um, but we were like sitting on the grass with the dogs and just having like a, like a sister heart to heart. It was like, here's the deal. This is what I'm cool with. This is what I'm not. What are your questions? Like, how can I support you? And it was really cool because she was just really intrigued to try something different and was super respectful and just, you know, I'm down with, you know, whatever you say, just let me know. Um, and I felt really comfortable and safe with her. And so I didn't even tell you that day. I told you like a few days later and I was like, by the way, I went on, I went on a date with this girl and, um, we're all going to hang out. And you were like, wait, what? <laughs> and I think, I don't know, you can speak to that if you liked that or not. Yeah. It was just, it was just, it was a surprise. For yeah. Sure. Um, so then we ended up we all hung out and we went and got a drink together and then we were hanging out at the house and, you know, one thing led to another and whatever. Um, <laughs> I like hesitate sharing too much, but um, uh, you're so funny. it was really interesting because it wasn't someone we were friends with. It wasn't someone that we had spent a lot of time with and it was someone that we met on an app and I've never been on a dating app ever when I was single before you. So it too was just, cool for that. no, I just am really weird and introverted. Um, but it was a really good learning experience for me to put myself out there and try something new. Um, and to also 
you know what I'm learning the most about our situation is that transparent and vulnerable conversations are the key. No one's ever said that before. No, like, (laughs) but in a way that I didn't anticipate, because it's one thing to have transparent and vulnerable conversations with you. It's another thing to have them with a complete stranger on a walk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Like to open up. I mean, someone else that we ended up hooking up with before wasn't off Bumble, but she was a girl that neither of us had ever met before. And I met her first as well. And I was like teary eyed. We were both teary eyed talking about our experiences sexually to each other. I was telling her about when I realized I was bisexual and she was telling me her story and her experiences in the past. And it was just like this amazing female bonding moment where we really saw each other. Female bondage is tight. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. Um, But I think that's actually really been the key for me to feel safe and trusting in the situation is to have that bonding moment where it's like, I got you. You got me. We totally understand each other and no one is here to like ruin each other. Well, I think the Bumble thing is really nice because it gives you like a, it's like you can like stick your, stick your toe in and see how it feels. Yeah. And I, like I, I've, I have so much experience with Bumble cause I do it with my clients. Like I, I help them with their profile. You find like, your clients on Bumble. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you need so help on weird. this app. Like hit me up. I'm, I'm a pro. Um, I'm by not, by no, by, by no means a Bumble pro, but I can like help people put together like a bio that's like makes sense and like the photos and whatever. But I always encourage people that they're, I think they're great because it is. And me and Amy Young talk about this, like how it is a reflection of the kind of people you're attracting and you get to try things out. It's like it, the biggest complaint about it, right? The obstacle is the way the biggest complaint is that there's like people never follow through or whatever. And you have all it's basically the same complaints you would have. If there weren't dating apps about dating in general. It's just mm-hmm. like that's the you projected onto Tinder or Bumble or whatever. Um, but it gives you an opportunity to not have like a high risk. Like you don't spend a lot of time feel like uh, you don't spend like, you don't have to go on a date with somebody to realize it's going to work or it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You don't have to rely on like bumping into somebody for things to serendipitously work out. Um, you can, and you can start to kind of be yourself and be more open and like, ask more fun questions and, and, and even challenge your own ideas about what you like. Like there's so many people on there, which is a problem, but also a great thing because it lets you like play around with different ideas. And as a couple, it's cool because you're like, what do you think about this girl? What do you think about that girl? And I'm like, it's, it's just like, it, it, it just makes it a lot more fun. And I think if you're entertaining the idea, it's a nice way to like feel it out, you know, without having to go like with about somebody being there and like then somebody freaking out or something like that. Having the, especially having the, the girl in the relationship, do the talking and like run the manage it. Cause it's kind of on there. They're, they end up being the throttle. I don't know, mm-hmm. ladies. I don't know if I just like let your dude loose on Bumble, um, depending on how their relationships works, but yeah. whoever's the most hesitant should be the one that's on, on the dating app, but it's fun. I think it's so fun. Like now I want to go see what's on there. We had a few new matches, didn't we? Yeah. So I was going to say it was really funny. Um, there was this girl that we matched with and she and I talked a bit and she seems super cool. Like again, someone I would definitely want to be friends with. And, um, and she said, I said something about why, why she wanted to be with a couple. And she was like, actually, I used to do what you're doing with my ex. Oh yeah. And, um, I think that I'm the perfect candidate or something. And I was like, oh my God, I love this girl. And then I said, um, also, can I just pick your brain? Cause I'm pretty new to this and I would love to know how you navigate this. And she was like, absolutely. I would love that. Yeah. So I don't know. It's again, it's like that bonding where if you're just open and transparent and I'm just a curious person and I think we attract curious people. You're going to be like, yeah, I'll tell you like all the things and this is what didn't work and this is what did. And this is, you know, why I believe in it or whatever. There's so many couples on there. So many. You, were you surprised by that? Yes. Yeah. 
Well, I also, what is interesting to me too, and this is kind of what I wanted to talk about as well. I've said this before. I wish that I had been a third when I was single, so that I could be on the other side of it just to know what that feels like. What are you trying to say, Kelly? You know what I'm trying to say. So um, <laughs> there's a lot of girls on Bumble who are like, I don't want to be your unicorn. I don't want to hook up with you and your guy or whatever. And I think it's interesting because I think it's either hard that way. Like, I'm not trying to be in a threesome. I want to be with a woman. Leave me the fuck alone. Or I definitely want to be involved in a threesome. I'm happy to be your unicorn. That sounds really exciting to me. Well, I think I think lesbians get annoyed with that because I get asked that all the time. Like, yeah. That's like such a cliche that you don't like need to ask a lesbian that like, like that's that's obnoxious. Right. And I think the thing is, it's see, we're, we're super open about like there's some girls on there. That, there's some couples on there that only have pictures of the girl of the, of the woman. Right. So yes. and then that's like misleading. Like, we're not misleading. Like that that person wouldn't match with us because it's very clear that's not the situation. Mm-hmm. Right. But if it, if it was just you and then you were talking and she's like, oh, yeah, well, I have a boyfriend and that would be so obnoxious. Like I would if that happened to you a few times, like you would probably. Put oh, that yeah, that's not OK. Too. I guess I didn't think people would yeah. do that, but not everyone's as open as us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What well, happened to one person that we matched with? Oh, really? Didn't it? I don't know. Or maybe this is before you. I don't know. I thought that someone you matched with with your past partner <laughs> that you were doing this with. No, no, no. Um, No, didn't we match with somebody who had a boyfriend? I don't think so. Wow, this must have been this. I get it all. Bumble is all like one timeline, but you know, like matched with a with matched with a. It was the person who wanted that they wanted to watch. Oh, <laughs> told you it was yeah. her husband. Yeah, and she yeah she wanted him to be able to watch, and I yeah it was a lot that we that was a little weird. We deleted that one. Yeah. That were, that was I don't sketchy. need videos of yeah. Me but that's sex. what I was thinking. It was like, but this, he wasn't in the photos. Oh well, right, I don't remember yeah. him being in the photos. No, you're right. Yeah, but I definitely uh I think it's a fun thing to do. Yeah. Shouts to Bumble. So I would I we get asked a lot how we navigate this aspect of our relationship and things have changed a lot. Um and I think one thing that has really changed is my trust with you talking to people without me. Um so I can have my own bumble account now? No. <sighs> so <Damn. laughs> what has that one, what does that do for you? When, when I'm trusting in that way for you to do that, I don't like to work, use the words allow or let, because I don't think that's fair. Um, I'm not like in charge of you. So what does that do for you when you feel free to have conversations, knowing that you're bringing that person in for us? Well, it's like, it's, it gives me like the potential to to kind of surprise you with something and have something kind of pre- Playing the same thing you did. It's mm-hmm. just the same. It's the same. Yeah. It's like it just gives you a little bit of like if I'm out doing a thing and like catch a vibe, I can try and like, you know, do the thing. OK, so do you want to explain the last couple of times you've texted me and what that has included? <laughs> what, like the, the other day? Well, I think the one. Well, I don't want to say too much, but when you text me and you're like, hey, what do you think about X, Y, Z? Well, no, and then you I found just... out she had a boyfriend, but. Yeah, I just I had, you know, there was a vibe was a vibe had been presented to in my vicinity. The vibe had interacted with my vibe and I was like, this could be a thing. And I was just like curious about it. I didn't. But the thing about it is in that situation, right? Like I wanted to get your like get the green light before, you know, so it didn't work out because I it just things didn't work out. But it's fun. It's like it's just fun to know that like I can like I can advance the ball like on first and second down, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Third and fourth down or like a, you know, a more of a team effort there as far as that goes. But so 
And I just, I want to be clear with people because I think, again, like this is something some people are considering and it can be really scary. So in terms of boundaries and respect, Connor knows how I feel about certain conversations and that I don't necessarily want him getting in depth talking about sex with someone else Um, and being super flirty and like overly like hitting on somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, So how do you navigate that? Keeping, keeping me in mind and respect of me and our relationship, but also being like friendly enough and catching on to knowing if someone is into it. It's probably hard to put in words, I, but yeah, I would have had to thought about this for a second, but it's, I don't know. I'm more, I think it's more like just, per, you know, just, you fucking know if people are down. I don't, it's like, I, I don't, I, I just, you just know, and you present them with like a scenario. But how do you know they're not, they would be down for us and not just you. Well, that's, I would, if it was somebody who was trying, if I, that I was trying to hook up with by myself, I would could go about it a completely different way. Like, it's not this, it's like apples and okay, oranges. Okay. So explain the difference. That's what I'm trying to get at. Because it's less subtle. Uh-huh. Like when I'm trying, when you're trying to do it as a couple, it's like just a less subtle thing. It's more like a, it's almost like a straight up ask. Like, it's just, uh, I mean, like, but how with would you one ask person, someone? the first person that I like, mm-hmm. you know, talk to for us, Joan, Joan, it was Joan. Yes. <laughs> Joan is listening, by the way. We love you, Joan. Um, it was like, it got to the point in the conversation when it was like, we were just talking for a long time and she was like, don't you have a girlfriend? And I was like, yes, I do. Actually, <laughs> let me tell you more, <laughs> but it was like, there was nothing. I'm like, really proud uh, of her for that. By there the way. was nothing like sexual about the conversation. It was just like this person had, it was clear they were like intrigued by our relationship or us in some way. So I just kind of, you know, yeah, put it out there, but I've never even in any situation that I've been involved in, like, um, architecting uh it's just pretty straightforward like mm-hmm. i just feel it out and then you just say what you need to say and then it just happens or it doesn't happen but i was also kind of like that when i was single but if, yeah. when you're single it's like if you were to do if i was to do that as a single guy it would be super creepy and scummy right but that's not the case it's like you're kind of it's it's about respect for the other person too you don't want to, you don't want to like string them along and them not know, but them in like limbo. There's a brief time when it's good that people aren't really sure. That's like the decision making time. But if you stretch, like, that aren't out, sure I want to do this or aren't sure about what's happening. Aren't sure if it's going to happen or not. But it's, it's here's the thing, right? And I'm just, I, this, I may just be make, I maybe just be projecting. But if you like, if it's us and we invite someone over for dinner who's like a single female, it will have crossed their mind at least once. It will not be like a. I never, that never wasn't even, no, that's not, let's be fucking honest with ourselves. Like, come on. Am I wrong? I guess. So here's the thing. I, I've never been in this situation on the other side. I don't know people who do this. Like people like to fuck Kelly. I mean, I love to fuck. (laughs) I love to fuck more than you do. But like, I, I had a couple that really wanted me bad. I think I've told this story before. I don't remember this story. So I was like 22 dating this guy and his friends, his, his friends, the woman, they were married, had two kids. The woman was bisexual and they had a relationship. I'm not sure what details monogamish or whatever, but I'm pretty sure at some point she had a girlfriend who lived with them and was like auntie, whatever. And, um, they told the guy I was dating when you're done dating her, we want her. Oh yeah, you did tell me And that. so I knew about this and it made me super uncomfortable. And the husband would like send me really creepy messages and the wife was really nice and normal. I mean, she was like somewhat of a friend for me. So 
but they were a lot older and he would just send me all these messages. And I finally had to tell the guy I was dating after we were done dating. You need to tell your friends to leave me the fuck alone. This is so creepy. Like it was so inappropriate because he was sending me private messages like hitting on me that made me feel really uncomfortable. Like I was doing something wrong and I would never betray her, Mm -hmm. but I didn't understand the dynamic. I didn't understand how this works until like six months ago. So, but that's so weird, but that's my only experience with this. I've never had a couple like invite me over for dinner and then me wonder like, Ooh, am I going to hook up with them? I've never been in that situation. Like that also didn't exist in my mind until eight months ago. Yeah. Or I guess longer about a year ago. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've never been. A so, appa- on side. but apparently, that's that is going through their minds. Maybe. I mean, if, the, if it happens, it probably would. It's not like this. There, it's not like you're you're springing something on them. Yeah. I don't know. It's really interesting. It is interesting. Well, well, babe, that was that was the bumble. That's that's bumble for you. If you guys have any thoughts or experiences, we would love to hear about them, of course, and we will talk about your personal life very openly with thousands of people in the next episode. So, yeah, uh, and if you're a single know. female in Bumble, maybe we'll see you there. On, oh, on, in you know what? That's the other thing I wanted to say is we've matched with so many of our friends. Of course. Which I just send screenshots of screenshots of their Bumble profiles and send them to them. And I'm like, when are we hanging out? <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. That's not creepy yeah. at all. Well, Kelly, um, another episode down. Another episode down. I oh, we need to guys. tell everyone about wellness realness real quick. Oh, we don't we don't forget about that. No, our dear friend Christina Rice hosts the podcast Wellness Realness. She's been doing this bitch for about 5 years and has changed mm-hmm. thousands of lives. Thousands. She has the most loyal audience of all time. She has so many incredible people on her show from healers to doctors to people just across the wellness space. Um she's a huge teacher. Like she loves teaching in depth about so many different things when it comes to your body and your health and really in an honest, no bullshit way. And business too. She's got, she's business savvy as fuck. She's teaching us a lot. Yeah. I'm really proud of her. So make sure you head over and listen to Christina Rice on wellness realness. The link is in the show notes and give our girl a shout out. All All right. right. That's it. Friday night. See ya. This show is brought to you by Soulfire Productions.